those are the key areas I would think about. There's also a, a model I use from social work days, actually. It's based on the a trauma-informed care model that I think applies really well to sales. Um, I wrote an article in Housing Wire about it, but these five tenants are something to keep in mind, um, especially for a group of very skeptical consumers. And so that's one, create a sense of safety, two, uh, create a sense of transparency, provide transparency, three, be collaborative, fourth, provide choice, and then fifth, um, ensure your customers feel empowered. So that safety, transparency, collaboration, choice, and empowerment are great things to keep in mind across the whole process, just to make sure that you provide the, the best customer experience. You're listening to Batting 1000 with Dale Vermillion, where heavy hitters from mortgage, real estate, and business share their secrets for lasting success. With your host, award-winning sales strategist and industry icon, Dale Vermillion. Well, welcome back, guys. We are so glad to have you back on Batting 1000. And uh, today, I really do get to speak to a heavy hitter in the customer experience world. Kristen Messerly, come on down. We are so glad to have you on deck here and uh, and ready to go to the plate. And Kristen, we talked earlier today, and I, I just got to say, uh, first off, I'm so honored to have you, so excited to have you as part of the thing. Just to, so everybody knows a little bit about you, you are the VP of Sales and Financial Services at Experience.com. Um, you have been around the business for a while. Social Survey was previously Experience.com, so you guys transitioned that over. You had your own company. You had a uh, company before this. Didn't you tell us a little bit about that and how that worked? And then you were at HousingWire prior to that. That's kind of where I first met you and got to know about you. Just give us a little bit of that background so we know because you've done a lot of things at a very young age. Yeah, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. This is so much fun. Um, I So I've been in the industry, I feel like my whole life because my dad owned a mortgage company when I was young. So I grew up go, you know, going into his office. Uh, but then I started a business about 10 or 11 years ago called Cultural Outreach. And at the time, it was going to be a way to bridge the gap between um, underserved markets and resources in the community. Because I, I, I worked as a social worker for about seven years, and I did a lot of financial literacy and housing coordination, um, and just saw a big opportunity there for companies to hire people to help bridge that gap. So um, it very quickly evolved into being totally focused on the mortgage industry because there was such a, a huge need and desire to better reach those markets. And it also quickly evolved into being a very generational thing. So a lot, I realized there was a big tech gap and there was a big generational gap in culture and in the workforce. And so, um, so yeah, I grew that to the point of last December, I sold it to Namba. So Tony Thompson's company. And um, so it's now one of the Namba family of companies. And that's when I joined experience.com. And then in, in the middle of that, I've done a lot of uh, writing for housing wire as well. That's very cool. Nam is doing some great things. So glad to see that. And it's kind of fun. I, I almost wore my humble hero t-shirt. We have a not-for-profit that we started back in 2007 and our slogan is be a humble hero. And I'm with a humble hero today. I love the fact that you were in social services, that you built that company, that you've grown that, that that ended up becoming a success. I know you've had past experience with housing wire. And actually the way that I got to know your name the first time, as I was telling you earlier, is you wrote an article and there was a blurb that I used 
for a long time uh, back in 2020 when the pandemic first started and rates were starting to shift and the market was starting to shift and there was a lot of concern. And it really was talking about the importance of creating a great customer experience. And that's what you're dedicated to at experience.com. That's what you guys do. So I am super excited to unpack that with you today and, and help uh, all of the lenders and all of the loan officers and all of the managers and all of the leaders that are watching this podcast understand from your perspective, what are the key things in building a great customer experience? So let's just start there. Give me, give me just your kind of high level view on what you think is the biggest missing link in today's mortgage arena and in, in not connecting with our customers because, you know, everybody talks about a great customer experience. Everybody says they have it, but very few deliver it at the end of the day. And, and I want to hear from you. What does it take to deliver that? So I personally think the number one most important thing that a lot of companies are missing is is listening to your customer, like actually collecting the the voice of customer at multiple touch points in the process. Um, I and this is why I joined Experience.com. I mean, I've always been about voice of customer and and building a customer experience where you actually understand what they need and and their preferences. Um, but here we're able to collect the a touch point or automate a kind of survey response at multiple touch points in the process. And I think a lot of companies are are just either collecting a survey for a review at the end of the transaction or not hearing anything at all. And um, I went through the process of buying a home earlier this year, and I just think about how I ended up choosing not to go with the lender that I was first introduced to by my realtor. And I think about how much was lost in that because they didn't ask why. You know, I mean, no one ever reached out to me to find out why did you not go with this lender or check in with me. And even for a lot of people, the process is very frustrating or it can be tiresome. And if the customer just feels like they have a voice that they are able to tell someone, it can one raise a flag to catch the deal before you lose it, uh, but it also allow and it you know gives you intel into here's some of the issues that we're having across the board. Um, but it also gives the customer a sense of empowerment and that they can participate in building a better customer experience for themselves and for others. Man, you you just dropped some golden nuggets there that I think are so important. A couple of things I want to unpack. First off, you talked about listening to your customers. Cannot cannot agree more with that statement. You know, for decades, I've been training loan officers and leaders across the country and, and mortgage companies. And I, I think the number one missing ingredient in today's marketplace, you know, we're so tech minded today and we got such great technologies, but we're losing that connection with the customer where there's relationship and relationship starts with listening skills. You can't you can't solve what you don't understand. I say that all the time. And you're not going to know how to please your customer or serve your customer well if you don't listen to what their needs are. So that was huge. And then you talked about empowerment and empowering the customers so that you have a better handle. So help us understand a little bit better. For, for a manager, a loan officer, anybody out there listening today that wants to understand how to really listen better, understand their customers better, get a better insight to them, Give us some ideas on things that you've seen, things that you've done, things that experience does um, that that makes that happen. Yes. Okay. So I'll give some specific action items there. But first, I want to introduce the idea that 
I mean, one of the topics that I speak on all the time is in building a, a good customer experience, the two primary ingredients are empathy and empowerment. And I think nice. that we have come to a point in the customer experience where it, it has to be customer centric and the customer has to feel that they have ownership in every step of the process. And in making the biggest financial decision of their lives around buying a home, a lot of times we feel very out of control and we certainly don't feel empowered. And so, you know, anything you can do to help support that their knowledge, their um, you know trust and sense of safety, and and also that they have a voice that helps lean into a sense of of empowerment for the customer. Um, so, yeah. oh, go, go, ahead. go ahead. I'm sorry. I wanted to say. Oh, one I'm going to get some action points, but I, I figure you have okay. something to respond to. <laughs> well, the one thing I wanted to say in that is two, two key words are empathy you talked about an empowerment. And I'm going to add one more E in there that I think ties really nicely into it. And this is a message that I'm teaching all the time is education. Mm -hmm. You empathize first to understand their situation. You empower them through education so that they can do it. And what that unlocks is the opportunity. So I, I love how I did. So please give us some practical. Yes. We, we'd love to hear some of the practical suggestions you have on that. Okay. Yeah. So absolutely. Number one is education. That was what I was going to say anyway. I think education, and that's really what cultural outreach was built on. I think that it's so important to help people feel empowered through knowledge. Um, and so at the very beginning, when someone reaches out or that you're introduced to someone, you're helping them understand what to expect in the home buying process. You're giving them a rent versus own analysis or something related to helping them understand their specific you know, options through this process. And on that note, I will say when I first started thinking about buying a home, I was really pushing back on the idea that it was a good investment for me. I'm in LA, it's a crazy market. And it wasn't until I was able to see with my, you know, my own analysis and, and actually I use something from mortgage coach and analysis to be able to see this is, this does make good sense for me. And I think so many people push back on that. But uh, the second area is to think about how to um, have multiple touch points so that you give that customer a voice. So like I was saying before, you as soon as they complete an application, you have an automated thing that goes out that says, hey, you just completed your application. Congratulations. Um, is there anything, any questions you have? Do you have any questions? And then, um, you know, 15 days into the process, you have a checkpoint. Hey, we haven't heard from you in a minute or, hey, we're, we're making progress, um, you know, wanted to check in with you. And then definitely at closing, you know, just having those meaningful touch points the way where a customer has the opportunity to reach out and they feel nurtured through that process. Um, so those are those are a couple areas. I think the the last area I would mention is um, is around transparency and just how important it is for from the customer's perspective to be able to feel that they can see into where the loan is throughout the process and um, they yeah, they're able to know, okay, right now it's going through underwriting or right now it's it's just taking a little bit longer for this reason. Um, but for someone who as a customer has spent most of their adult life in a world of instant gratification and complete transparency, you know, I mean, we buy most things off of the internet and whatever, and it's really hard to then spend the biggest amount of money I've ever spent and not know what's happening in the process. So that, I think that's a, you know, transparency needs to be a, a big component to your customer experience. So knowledge, touch points, and transparency were the three strategic things. Love all three of those. Um, I, I need to ask you this question. So you're a millennial, correct? Yeah. 
Okay. You're in that generation of the largest generation of human beings buying homes out in the mortgage industry today. So you are a lot of who our, our customers are working with, the loan officers dealing with, lenders are dealing with. I want you to, to help the audience understand this because I love it. You said when you started, your dad owned a mortgage company. So you were raised around mortgage. You, you worked at Housing Wire. You, you know all about mortgage. You've worked for mortgage entities and vendors. And yet when you bought a home, you realize very quickly, man, with all this mortgage industry experience, even I don't know that much at the end of the day. <laughs> so help us understand, like help, help the audience kind of realize and recognize even when you have that much knowledge, how important it is to be handheld through the process when you're working with your customers to create a great experience. Yeah, so this is actually really eye-opening for me as well, just like watching myself go through this process because I, uh, I've i talked about the customer experience of the millennial home buyer for you know the last 10 or 11 years. And I, and I, I bought a home in Oklahoma 10 years ago that was a very different experience. I could buy that on, or it was a little over that because I, I was still a social worker at the time, very different market. And um, now going, being in LA and knowing all that I know, I mean, yeah, I've been licensed as a loan officer. I, I, I know what it takes to buy a home. And yet I was so skeptical about whether or not it was a good idea for me to buy, um, about understanding when I could buy. And um, so even just starting the process, I kept laughing at myself because I would talk to you know a friend who's the president of a mortgage company or whatever, and he'd be like, yeah, hello, of course it's a good investment. And I'm like, of course you would say that. You know? <laughs> and I kept laughing at myself thinking, this is what I talk about, how so many millennials are just skeptical. We this guy who I completely trust. I've worked with him for years, but he, you know, I was like, yeah, you're the president of a mortgage company. Of course you think it's a good investment. You know? And I, and so it's very, I was very skeptical. And again, it wasn't until I saw this rent versus own that I was able to see, okay, this, this actually makes sense for me to buy right now. Like not even, and I'm a big proponent of saying, make a home ownership plan for everyone because one, they'll always, they'll, they could, come back to you. But two, a lot of people could buy right now and don't realize it. And it, that was the case for me. I was able to see, oh yeah, for sure I should buy right now. And I I wasn't even worried about a, a down payment, I think. It was more like a, I don't know whether or not it's a, a good time in the market, but when you see the cost, you know, over two years or whatever, I realized, oh no, it makes a lot of sense. So that was that was one big area of just like actually getting into the process of buying a home. And then all the way through, I was, you know, felt all the anxiety around, can I, why haven't I heard from my loan officer? Or, yeah. You know, I am choosing my loan options. And again, I know what all these loan options are. I know how to read a loan estimate. I, you know, it was, but then suddenly I'm like, what discount uh, points am I missing? What, what extra fees are in here? And, you know, how do I choose which loan option is right for me? And I just felt really overwhelmed. And as if I was, a, I felt like a child, you know, like looking at some of this stuff sometimes, because I think when it's your money and you're going through the process at what essentially felt like the first time was it was a different experience than thinking about yeah. it logically. And so I, I talk about this a lot too, that we don't think about, we think we think about money logically, but it's actually a very emotional experience. Boy, isn't that the truth? That's, that's a well state 
stated fact right there that money is incredibly emotional and so is buying a home i mean this is you said earlier it's the biggest purchase people make and and it is there it's where they're going to create their future where they're going to you know maybe raise their families where, where they're going to spend most of their time where, where maybe they'll end up you know getting married i mean there's so many life events that happen in the centrality of a home and we've got to remember as mortgage professionals that we're not in the mortgage business. We're in the home ownership business. We're in the life-changing business. We're in the, as I always like to say, the money given away business. <laughs> That's the business that we're in. And I think it's really neat that, you know, you being raised in a household where your dad, who I'm sure you love and trust implicitly, who was a mortgage professional, even with that, you were still a little bit concerned, a little bit like distrusting in that. And I talk to loan officers every day. And managers every day in this business are like, well, you know, that customer, they know what they're talking about. They've been online. They're they're knowledgeable. Wait a minute. Kristen was doing this for 10 years. It was a licensed loan officer and still had those kind of concerns. So we've got to remember and put ourselves back in the shoes of that borrower. If we want to create a, create a great experience, it starts by putting yourself in the shoes of your customer and trying to understand what they're feeling. I think that's so vitally important. So yeah. let me ask you this question. Um, you know, technology, as you know, has been the rage in our industry now for the last four or five years in, in an unbelievably increasing fashion. More and more and more, I see it every day. Okay, loan officers who literally take a link, send it to their borrowers, don't really want to have a conversation with them. You know, I, I see, I listen to calls constantly when I'm working with my clients and doing call reviews and those kind of things, where I'm hearing loan officers with the borrowers saying to them, I, I want to take an application. I, I want to ask you a few questions. I want to know a little bit more. And their response many times is, you know what, let me send you this link, fill this stuff out, and then I'll call you. It's kind of the, I'll, I'll give you the information once you give me the information first. And they're not really meeting those needs. They're not listening like you talked about. They're not being transparent like we talked about. And they're certainly not creating the touch points. And then they're relying on that technology to do the work. And even on the backside, and, and you guys have incredible technology that allows that customer to be in tune with what's happening, to have the loan officers and the lenders have the opportunity to keep them up to date on things. But I got to ask you this question. With all of that, how important is the human side of this and the human touch and the human connection and the relationship from your vantage point? Yeah, so I think in today's world, there's a lot of nuance around when and how to incorporate the human touch, but I think it is very crucial. I think we, you know, there's always, and there's going to continue to be buyers who want to just fully be in the technology and not ever have a, a person to talk to. So that's a, a small segment of the population. But then there's a much larger segment of the population that's going to want both. And I think that understanding when and how to incorporate the technology versus the human experience is going to require that you, like you said, have, you know, understand what that customer needs. And so, you know, for me, when I started the process and someone started taking the loan app over the phone, I felt uncomfortable. Like for me, I thought, I don't know what you're doing with this information. It just, it felt, and I know that many people, a lot of times older than me have said they don't feel comfortable filling out the application online. Yeah. You know, that they're like, how is this safe? And so I think, again, it, you have to understand the customer and be able to say, hey, do you want me to just ask some questions and, and I can 
complete this loan app over the phone? Or do you want me to send you a link to this? And then we can discuss. I would much prefer they send that link. And so for me, I think if I can connect my bank account, and which should be you should be able to do today, and I and I know that that's encrypted and safe and whatever, and I can complete the loan application, and then we can have a real discussion around my loan options and and what's happening. That's where I want the human experience. But I think that yeah, you have to understand what the specific customer wants. And I think about it similar to the way that I'm working with a financial planner. I, in the past, had been putting a lot of my money into robo-advisors, and it's just pure technology. Uh, But then I thought, I want a wealth advisor. And so now I use something called personal capital, where there's a human who gives advice and I talk through them, but then they also leverage their technology for their algorithm and, you know, to, um, for the investment. So I think that that's probably the direction that we'll go in. And then there's, again, still a small segment of the population that just wants to talk to the person. Hey there, audio listener. Producer Jake here. Thanks so much for checking out Dale's conversation with Krista Messerly from experience.com. There is so much good information covered in the full version of this episode. So here's what I need you to do. If you want to listen to the full episode, visit dalevermillion.com forward slash diamond club to join a members only club that has exclusive access to the full length conversations Dale hosts with incredible guests. As a member, you'll not only get your own personalized feed to listen to Batting a Thousand in your favorite podcasting app, but access to the full video interview, plus gain access to transcripts, blog posts, and more. Become a Diamond Club member today by visiting Dale Vermillion. That's D-A-L-E-V-E-R-M-I-L-L-I-O-N.com forward slash Diamond Club. That's D-I-A-M-O-N-D-C-L-U-B. Thanks for listening. Batting a Thousand is a production of Mortgage Champions, a company that's been transforming the people who transform companies since 1995. Have a suggested topic or guest? Contact my team on Twitter. That's at Dale Vermillion. Or tweet us using the hashtag Batting1000. That's hashtag Batting1000.